Hey, Peppin. Yo, 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 yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about balls. Balls? Like balls to the walls or like the ACDC big balls or like uh, my balls? Um, exactly none of those. Also pucks and bats. Oh, is that like where you take the puck and you hit it with the bat? Yeah, right into the goalpost. Oh. I've been thinking about I've been thinking a lot about sports with like what's going on in the world and sports aren't happening and this it makes me think about them a lot because they're not there. Right, right. See, the only sport I play is competing with myself, and I always lose. Wait, you lose against yourself? Yeah, I'm not very good. Uh, Nate, we need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going today, Pepin? Yo, yo, I am doing well. How about yourself, Peter? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. And I'm really, really excited because we have on today another one of my really good friends, one of my best friends, Brian Langell. Uh, I've known this guy for a long, long time. He's been on the show before. Last time we talked about Canadian Thanksgiving and made a complete mockery of ourselves because we don't know anything about the rest of the world. Brian, how are you? Meter, I am fantastic, man. Thanks for, for having me here. Both of you guys. Thank you. It's great to be back. Absolutely. So today we're talking about something that Langel really loves, and that's sports. Yeah. Uh, and being from Canada, your favorite sport is definitely, it's, what's your, is it baseball? It, it it used to be baseball, and then mm -hmm. I recently changed it up, and now it's lacrosse, mm -hmm. and it's my new favorite sport. I mean, have you guys seen lacrosse? It's incredible. That's a pretty good one. There's no other sport out there where you can go behind the goal to take a shot on net. Exactly, and that's why I like it. A little little surprise from behind, right? It, that's it. That's, that's it, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, obviously hockey, which right now, uh, as we're recording, this is in the playoffs. So yes. really exciting that they came back uh, with empty stadiums to do to do that sport. Yeah, no, I uh, I thought hockey was done for the season. Like, I mean, when they when they announced everything was shutting down, they're like, yeah, well, we'll look at it again in August. And I'm like, but the regular season starts in October with the preseason starting in September. They're just going to cancel the season. But no, nope, they're they're back. They did a 24 team playoff. And now we're in the, uh, well, the opening round is done. And now the real opening round is starting. And just like every other year, my Maple Leafs are gone. So uh, I get to watch other teams play. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's actually fascinating to see how this is all unfolding. And you and I are absolute mortal enemies because I like the Bruins and you like the Maple Leafs. So yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have to hate each other, right? Yeah, yeah. For the next little bit. So I'm going to play real nice for the next 45 minutes to an hour. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll so, be nice. Wait a second. So the Maple Leafs are a Canadian team and they're playing against U.S. teams? Oh, yeah. Well, they played oh. Columbus in the first round and, and lost. So, uh, but that's nothing new because Toronto and the first round of the playoffs go together like shit and strawberry shortcake. They just don't go together. One has to go and it's always Toronto that goes, right? So, yeah, we're, we're kinda... done. Okay. It's kind of strange. Well, because with a lot of sports, it seems like they're very like local. Like, yes. For instance, uh, the 
like like the baseball like i don't know why but i think there's like two different leagues for baseball i think the same with like football and stuff I there's don't know. different conferences mm-hmm. yes there's in baseball there's the national league and the american league and then in football there is the the afc and the nfc which is the american and, and the national again but then in hockey there's conferences uh in baseball there's canadian teams uh, yeah and in ba- basketball there's canadian teams well um, there, there's one yeah. There's the Toronto Maple, sorry, the Toronto Blue Jays in baseball, <laughs> yeah. and the Toronto uh, Raptors in in uh, in basketball. See, we've basically, and there's no NFL teams in in Canada. Um, we've basically learned that you can't have a Canadian franchise unless it's in Toronto, as far as any other sport but hockey goes. And well, there with football, you guys have your own have your own football. We do. We have the CFL, and um, back to Canadian comparisons with Pep in there. It's different because the rules are, you know, there's there's three downs instead of four, which means I would be fantastic at Canadian football because it's third down that kills me every time in our Madden league. So I would be fantastic if we switched if we adopted Canadian rules. But uh, but yeah, we've got the CFL, and um, actually, funny story: the CFL is actually applying for. Last time I heard, they're applying for a financial help from the government to keep the league afloat because of COVID. So we have one currently. We'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But yeah, it's like 120, 120 some years old, the league. And then of course, everyone's favorite is the XFL. Yes. Which it might be coming back, although now there's lawsuits around that too. Mm-hmm. But apparently a whole bunch of people just like bought the XFL, which I only mentioned so that we can put it in the tags and not be clickbait. So the there X- you go. The XFL was the football league created by wrestling WWE founder or kind of like uh, huh. the heir to the WWE, yep. formerly WWF, right? And he yes. started Vincent it. Kennedy McMahon. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Can you do, can you do a quick uh, Vince McMahon for us? You did one uh, talking about <laughs> Minecraft that blew my mind. Did that I? That was so funny. I don't yeah. <laughs> Remember, we were talking about uh, if we were streaming, uh, we would all love to watch Vince McMahon stream playing Minecraft. <laughs> and I actually did a did an impression. Yeah, that was really funny. Well, actually, no, maybe you were in the chat when we were. I think I'm even in the chat for oh, that okay. one. I think Colby does a better a better Vince oh, impression. That's right. Than okay. I do. Fair um, enough. The only only Vince impression really is "You're fired." Is the, the oh, Vince that's thing. a good one. Or. That's such good shit. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it was me, Austin. Austin. Yeah. It was me all along. There you go. There you go. It's all pretty yeah. Good. So, the XFL, yeah. <laughs> I remember when it first debuted, like first, first debuted, and it, it, uh, they had different rules. They were like, we're going to make football different. So, instead of kicking off to the receiving team, we're going to put the ball at midfield and people are going to run towards the ball and whoever gets it first. That team gets possession. And in the first game of the first play, Buddy cracked his collarbone and uh, was out for the season. So that was, that was a good you know, way to start the league. And then it failed miserably. And then it came back. And then COVID happened. So it all went away again. So now mm-hmm. The Rock and some other people have bought into it. So I don't know what's going to happen this time. Now, is one thing I've heard people argue, I don't know. I, don't, I, I kind of am away from this whole thing. But mm-hmm. one people think people were arguing is that there's no need for the XFL because it's already the NFL and that, right. you know, to kind of like dilute the fans' attentions is kind of bad. 
Now, in, that's, yeah, in, in another way, it's kind of similar to like in the UFC because you have the UFC, but you also have like Bellator and all these other you know thousands right. of uh, fighting leagues coming up. That right, they, they're track talent and they're all tracking away from the UFC. But then again, it's like a plus and minus there. Yeah, well, I think the XFL kind of did it smart where they decided they were going to run their full season in the NFL offseason. So that way they weren't trying to compete for TV ratings or anything else. But at the same time, yeah, it's uh, once you start diluting a product down and, and there, you know, a bunch of pop-ups start happening, it, it does kind of take interest away. People are going to lose as much, people are going to lose interest in certain things just with the the change in variety right but i think they did it smart by trying to do it in the off season of the nfl so that is smart and i don't i love the idea of having competition mm -hmm. I, the the problem that you know people who who believe in a capitalist society believe is that if you let one thing just be the only the only source of whatever they're producing they're going to get complacent eventually and you're not going to continue to push but this will allow you to continue to push and then there's people who are snubbed like one of the greatest quarterbacks right now Colin Kaepernick can't find any work being able to go to another league I think that would kind of put a lot of pressure on the NFL to be like well we gotta keep our talent and how do you keep talent other than money I'm sure there's a lot of different ways ratings glory uh, Brady doesn't care about money all he cares about is a ring so yeah um there's a lot of being the greatest is a lot of times the biggest draw for a lot. What, yeah, one thing with the UFC, on the marquee. Go ahead, sir. Uh, one thing with the UFC that's uh, kind of interesting is that, I mean, this is a UFC, but also like kind of wrestling leagues. So there's a big thing with the weight classes because like, depending on how you had the weight classes distributed, I don't know if people know this, who have to mm -hmm. maybe not aware, but I don't. Weight classes are very big in fighting competition because difference between like say 185 and uh, 201 you know mm -hmm. just two made up weight classes but that's really big it doesn't sound like it's that big but imagine the person who is at 201 has that much more muscle say an extra 10 pounds yeah. of muscle that's a big big difference as far as say uh, fighting capability strength and you know everything like that uh, so what sometimes these different uh, weeks bring in is different weight classes that allows people who couldn't survive in the other weight classes, like that ability to compete. Because if, let's say this looks to 125 and then you go to 150, anyone who's mm -hmm. in that 135 range, they're kind of screwed because, yeah. you know, they're going to have to go up to 150, but 150, they're going to be like super, you know, it's going to be really difficult for them to compete. So sometimes weeks can bring in a greater ability for people to actually like get into the sport or can actually so their stuff because th that's not like a fact that they're bad or anything that they can't compete at 150 or 125 it's just the fact that how the rules are actually set up yeah and if it creates a problem too where you've got fighters who don't fit the specific weight classes so they have to either gain weight or cut weight and cutting weight is absolutely brutal i know uh conor mcgregor seems to be going up and down the weight classes right now and uh, he's fought at 155. He's fought at, at 185. And it's just like, it's got to be brutal on the body to try to get yourself back down into a certain weight range. So, so um, I agree with weight classes because you don't need a guy weighing 155 going in and fighting a guy 205. Like, that's just not, not realistic. Why not? Well, Rey Mysterio beat Kane. Yeah, that's 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 true. Anything's possible. He was the world heavyweight champion, Rey Mysterio, weighing a hundred pounds, soaking wet. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> but uh, 
but but yeah, no, well, see, it's funny you mentioned that, Pepin, because that or not sorry, meter, because that was Chael Sonnen's argument. He goes, if I go to a bar and I go and get hammered tonight and I end up picking a fight with somebody, I don't stop and go, wait a second, before we throw down, how much do you weigh? Like, you know, it's well, it, but, it is but maybe it is. you don't choose to fight the 300 pound <laughs> full yes, muscle Bobby Lashley when you're Rey Mysterio like that. That is true. That is definitely that is I think you can true. visually be like, what's your weight class? Yeah. <laughs> maybe I won't fuck with him. Uh-huh. It, it isn't one of those things where it's like, let's say that there's this like kind of scrappy guy who's maybe decent with fighting, but he sees this guy who's just kind of big and he's just kind of big. He doesn't look like strong or anything. But it's like, OK, I don't know what this guy can do. Like if he sits on me, I'm, I'm screwed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I don't. It's true to some extent. Of course, there's also like uh, people who have a proof, you know, point to proof who, will, you know, uh, I've heard stories about uh, these guys with big egos who try to pick fights with like uh, UFC fighters like Chuck Liddell or I don't think anyone's picked a fight with Brock Lesnar. But, you know, they're trying to pick fights with people and who they're obviously going to lose against. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mention that because Brock Lesnar is married to uh, she was Sable in the WWF. Oh, uh, yeah. Rena. And uh, Rena Maros was married to Mark Maros. The the uh, he was Johnny B. Bad in WCW, and he was uh, the Wild Man Mark Miro in WWF. Anyway, so he got injured. He was home, and she was on the road, and she ended up, you know, hooking up with Brock. So she came home, and this story has been told on a few different podcasts. It's hilarious. Uh, he gets told by text or something that, you know, you need to talk to your wife, your wife's, you know, sleeping with some guy in the locker room. So she comes home and he goes, I want to know who it is right now because I'm going after him. This is not going to happen. She goes, it's Brock Lesnar. He goes, I wish you two the best. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. He's like, nope. Was Mark Merrill the one who got knocked out by that, like real fighting, that real boxing match or whatever that they didn't? Oh no, that was um. Oh, who was that? That was uh, Bart Gunn. Oh, that's right, Billy Bean or Billy Bean, Butterbean, <laughs> yeah, Butterbean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was the wild man. Mark Miro did like shooting star presses and was the IC champ there for for a minute or two. But yeah, yeah. So okay. when she said it was Brock, he was I wish you the best. Which, but I mean, there's there are people who are really small who would be able to hold their own against really big guys. Like uh-huh. a, I, I could imagine Jackie Chan or Jet Li would lay waste to a ton of giant people, um, regardless of their size. Uh, and yep. then there are people who are so big that they're completely immobile. Like I could imagine the great Kali wouldn't put up a very big fight if he's going against somebody who actually knows how to fight, yeah. despite the fact that guy is way out of anyone's weight class or. They used to bill uh, the big show at 500 pounds. I don't know if he was ever at 500. He's probably maybe in the 400s, but 500 is pretty absurd. Um, But like the big show things are exaggerated. I didn't say that. Okay, good. Just making sure. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) But I I can imagine like uh, someone who's really talented in fighting, being able to take out somebody who is way out of their weight. class. Oh, yeah. So. I have some experience with this because I used to do wrestling. So uh, like the amateur wrestling. So the stuff that's maybe uh, not, not, not like, you know, choke slams and stuff like that. More like uh, right. you try to pin Greco people. Roman. Yeah, Greco-Roman. Yeah. And so I, we had a very strong team. Like our team won state championships like eight times in a row. So, you know, we had some good talent there. And uh, I was 
I'd say it was pretty good. Uh, I wasn't like a uh, state champion level. I mean, depending on the weight class, I could have gotten state champion. But it's the difference between weight classes between people who are somewhat competent is a big difference there. Because let's say someone that's 103 who was mm-hmm. a state champion with a couple of those, I could kill them. Like it wouldn't even be a match. People at 112, same thing. 119, same thing. Uh, for record, I was 152. Uh, okay. 125, you know, it might be a little bit of a match, but I could beat them. 135, okay. Now we get to 145. Now that's where the struggle is, right? Because 145, that person has to be really, really good to beat me. And that's just because the weight makes a huge, huge difference. Like these people are way better than me technically, but, you know, just that weight difference makes a huge difference. Now, let's say I was going to face like uh, someone who is like a NCAA all star or something like that, or someone who's just like, you know, crazy good. Did they won like a, uh, the US state championship. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, I'm dead. Like, no way I could beat them, even if they're like, say, 125, right? Because they just have that extra skill. Okay, kind of the same with like jujitsu, because uh, like I could probably do decent against Ronda Rousey and like uh, maybe a punching match. I mean, maybe she's gonna have the technique against me. But if she gets me into like a jujitsu hold, like the arm bar, like I'm screwed because that's that's just all technique right there. So I, th- I think yeah. there's that difference between technique and like raw power. And mm-hmm. there is that differential, but. If you get one person who doesn't know anything against one who knows a little bit of something, that person who doesn't know anything is screwed. Get two people who know a little bit, weight's probably going to be one of the big factors. See, what you just described is exactly what happened with Kat Zingano and uh, Ronda Rousey. She decided instead of standing there and waiting for the hip toss and the arm bar, she's going to go in at Ronda. So she charged in at Ronda to try to punch her. Ronda flipped her over and beat her in nine seconds with an arm bar. Hmm. so she was like i'm not going to stand and wait i'm going to be the one on the on on the offense and ronda just flipped her over but then you turn around and you see holly holmes who was like i'm going to keep her at a distance and uh you know not allow her to get in on me and she was the first person to beat ronda rousey she uh she knocked her out so um exactly what you're saying because i've talked about it before with friends there's like someone somewhere is going to figure out how to beat somebody and then once that one person does it it's going to unravel everything and that's what happened you can't once you punch ronda rousey in the face she's done so amanda nunez retired her by knocking her out punching her in the face so everyone else was so afraid of the armbar that they 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 went for that defense and weren't playing their own strategy. They were, you know, trying to counteract Rondas. And they all, there was like 12 or 13 of them in a row that all got destroyed. And then one person was like, oh, doing it this way. And then we never saw Ronda again. So it's, uh, now she's in, well, she was in WWE for a little bit. I don't know what she's doing now. Chilling. Mm. Gaming plays a lot of uh, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, does she? Oh, she streams so she, it too. She goes super, super Saiyan. Is sure. that? Wait, are you are you being facetious? I'm be, no, I'm being serious. At she the streamed. end, you sounded super serious. No, <laughs> she is serious. She she streams Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I think that's baseball seen. gaming. Yeah, that's cool as hell. Hmm. And, and I mean, nine, she's over nine thousand, from what I hear. Oh. I say super Saiyan, and you're like, I don't know what I'm talking about, and then you bust out over nine thousand. <laughs> buzzwords dude fun fact uh sasha gray she's also a streamer now too that's a porn star right yep yes okay yep and that's funny you're both like yes yes (laughs) the only reason i know that is is because michael Mm -hmm. cole lead announcer for the wwe accidentally referred to sasha banks as sasha gray one night on monday night (laughs) raw oh that's and the internet went wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) 
is that a tease for what's coming in the future? <laughs> well, it hasn't happened yet. I'm still so, holding out hope. So she plays a fighting game, mm-hmm. on, but she plays like a video game version of it. Right. That's super, super interesting. I, I love the... I love how much, especially with like what happened with the, the when the whole world went upside down with COVID mm-hmm. and all the sports shut down, I feel like that gave huge uh, cre- credit to online sports and be able to play games and stream games. Um, I know right now it's really weird to think about, um, but there are people who were, who were betting on CPU versus CPU streamed games. Mm-hmm. I know Brian and I have talked about this a lot, but can you imagine that, Nathan, that there is like a huge market for someone will put on Madden 20 and stream it, and it's a computer versus a computer, and then people will bet on that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can kind of see that. Uh, well, I've never heard of that, because, but, but the only reason why I can see that being a thing is because I'm kind of in like the programmer space, and... Uh, there's been certain advances with, say, AI versus AI creation. So, for instance, uh, Google made their own AI for chess, which was AlphaGo. Uh, was AlphaGo? No, that, that was the, the Go one, but AlphaZero. Uh, and AlphaZero essentially played itself like uh, over a million times and eventually learned chess and then it beat all the other chess, chess AIs. But then I learned that like there's these chess AI championships where chess makers or chess AI makers will kind of put their AIs against each other. So there's already been kind of that sort of thing. And I think some of what the future is going to be is just kind of making AIs competing against each other with these uh, games and just see how good they can get. Because they did that with StarCraft. But really, that's just like a research project right now. But they made an AI that weren't StarCraft. And that StarCraft AI, they put against like pro gamers. And I think the pro gamers won sometimes, but usually the, uh, the AI won. So yeah, I, I could see like even without say the human player that they kind of combine those two. And then eventually we might actually get to like a symbiosis of like people making AIs and also kind of working with AIs to kind of p- compete against other people. See, I, I that to me is just wild. Like, I wouldn't, I don't like gambling as it stands. The, the exception would be like I would do friendly gambling for um, something that I feel I can there's some skill in, but I don't like complete, just raw gambling. Um, like slots, that's not fun to me. I, I have no influence over it. There's no skill. You just pull a thing and hopefully you get lucky. I and I don't, right. I'm, I'm never going to get lucky in those situations. So, so pure, pure luck. Yeah. So I would rather like blackjack or, or poker or something where I can influence. I am part of the gambling. Um, and so I wouldn't uh, like. I feel like a CPU versus CPU, like that's literally you're just playing the odds, and that's that's not fun to me. Well, I wouldn't agree with that because the idea there is that you would probably look at the source code of the CPU or like the thing, or you look at like saying the kind of the stats. Maybe not the like the you know. Let's say word football, right? So you look at the team's you know, track record, you know, what they've done, the strengths, weaknesses, how they played historically, you know, and the, the coach there, the coach is kind of the programmer in this instance. And you kind of look at that and you see how they're going to perform. And that's what you use for your basis for placing the bet. Now, it's not just like you take two CPUs and kind of put them against each other. You'd probably have 
And I don't know if this is the instance where they actually have two identical ones, because that's stupid. If there's two identical ones, like what's the point of that? No. That, that is lock. But if person A makes one AI, person B makes another AI, then you're betting on the person who's making those AIs. Oh, no, no, see, no, I no. think you're in a different realm. See, yeah. all they're doing is, is they're taking Madden 20, popping it open, picking two random teams. Let's say the Vikings and the Jets. And then let it go and see how it, how it plays out. There's no influence at all from from programmers other than the ones who made the game originally. Like there's no extra, it's no extra uh, adding going on. But these games, I sent Meter a link. Some people are betting $10,000 on the outcome of a Madden game. And I looked it up one night. There was one uh, channel at the stream. They had four and 500 people watching a cpu versus cpu game and betting on it it's crazy it's absolutely it's absolutely nuts and i i somehow think we're in the wrong realm okay i'm gonna amend my statement that's completely mm -hmm. stupid like, <laughs> <laughs> why right why so so you know I, I that that's weird i don't i don't understand that at all now what i what i do uh, Brian and I both, Langel and I both are part of uh, TPC Sports Live, which mm -hmm. is a player versus player league um, for we have hockey, auto racing, and football. Now, there are some CPUs, especially in football, because that's franchise. Mm -hmm. So any team that isn't controlled by an owner is controlled by a computer. But we're not, we don't stream, you know, CPU versus CPU, and we don't do any, we don't do any betting. But the, that to me makes way more sense if somebody was going to bet on something to bet on like the Madden pros going against each other versus two computers going against each other because I, I the human element adds so much I think right but the other side of it is is the human element is that you know fight to win do whatever it takes you know, exploit whatever glitches you possibly can, run the same play 18 times in a row, da-da-da-da-da-da. Whereas I, well, the computer, think, you're not going to see that. I don't think the pros, though, are, are doing anything like that. And I don't. nobody in our league does, does no, that No, our, our league is, is separate than that. But if you watch, like, the EA Madden Championships, their playbooks are, like, five plays. Really? Oh, yeah. Five plays. That's why. And they perfect those five plays. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I don't think I'd sit down and spend money watching a game, but I would sit down and watch a game. Like there's been times like I'm working from home. So there's times where I'll put on the game in the background. That's just there. Like I'm not focused on it, but it's it's you know, it's mine. It, it gives me something just to kind of focus on here and there sort of thing. And it's kind of interesting to watch. Plus, CPU versus CPU is a completely different camera angle, too. It's not the same camera angle that you get when yeah. you're playing madden so it's something different but yeah if you would have told me that this would become a big thing during covid i would have been like i would have been like you guys i'm like no i mean the the madden tournaments are always fascinating to me like the the giant the mm -hmm. big ones yep. uh and i think i've said this on the the show before but i remember seeing a the madden tournament of football being played in an airport that i was in in like michigan or whatever it was mm -hmm. like and that blew my mind because I saw football. I looked, I'm like, that looks like really bad quality cameras. That's weird for NFL. Mm -hmm. And I and then I actually walked over to the screen. I'm like, oh, they're they're playing Madden right now. That is wild. They're doing they're showing that in 
a this was a McDonald's within an airport, like a big airport. Yep. That was crazy to me. Yeah, well, ESPN covers esports now, and they were doing it before COVID started. So, so it's uh, it's definitely a, definitely a big thing. I mean, we're not that big, but um, it's definitely it's definitely a lot more acceptable now than it was years ago. I mean, I think streaming made a huge difference in that. Um, it did made a and, huge and, difference. People tune in and watch, and the production skill has has grown so much um, in, overall, just in general. Mm-hmm. But I think, especially within TPC Sports, what we've taken it from, um, bless you, because now we do. Now we have like, uh, we, it started out with just we would just stream. Uh, mm-hmm. Whoever was playing would just stream their game, and then we added in commentary. Um, mm-hmm. So we would stream their stream and add a voiceover at the top of it. Then we had two people in the in the commentary booth. Then we added yep. graphics before the game, uh, mm-hmm. during the game, after the game. Um, so it's it's grown so much. Like our uh, the TPCFL championship game this year was was it three hours? It was three hours with a two hour pre show, like a forty five minute to one hour game, and then a 15, 20 minute post-game show so it's like two two and a half hours of content that we created that dissected it we had we interviewed everybody in the league uh and then we had an after where we interviewed the people who were just in the game that was so much fun and i think it really shows how much we've grown because it wasn't just a game anymore no like we we, it's it's an an event event. And, and it was really it was really cool yeah, no, and I mean, I, I my hats off to everybody involved with with production, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone making time to be interviewed. Because I mean, you get people who they're in this league and they don't make the playoffs, and some people they'd be easy for people to disconnect and go, you know what? Talk to me when the next season starts. But our community is strong enough that they go and they check out everyone else's games. Everyone was up for an interview. They wanted to talk about how the how they saw their season and you know what they think of the league and everything and uh yeah it was like meter said it was two hours of a pre-show just talking about one specific game and a kind of a quick recap of the season for everybody else it was the whole community came together and it was awesome kind of interesting with that because it's to me kind of reminds me of D a little bit uh because D people make their own entertainment and here's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing like they're like, like they're taking this thing kind of role-playing almost is a maybe the term but it's also just kind of like they're like oh hey i like this thing let's make it ourselves and there's that kind of aspect to it and part of the making of yourself makes it more enjoyable to no absolutely yeah people have pride in their team they have pride in in their league they have pride in all of it and i I think that adds a lot to it i mean you can have a bunch of people come together and play madden but you don't get the community and I think the community adds so much more to our entire organization. It's, uh, I mean, we've got people who are in our league watching this chat right now. So, I mean, like it's, uh, we all kind of support each other and follow where each other go and we'll mm-hmm. tune in and play games. And it's, it's not a case of, I'm not going to watch meter turn around and play Bama this week because I, I I know that you know Bama's just going to win so there's no point in watching. It's like no, I'm going to watch to support Meter and Bama and support the league and everything else. And it's 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 a uh, it's great how the community all comes together on that. It, it doesn't matter who's playing. I mean, it matters who's playing as in the community's playing, but people will tune in and watch regardless of what 
the you know what the outcome could be it's like we're still going to watch this we're still going to we're still going to support so it's it, it's a great thing and on top of that you never know who's going to yeah, win you never know you think you know last last season in hockey uh, there was one player who won like one game all season but mm-hmm. the guy he beat was the guy who ended up winning the whole championship so like yeah. the one guy he beat was the best guy in the league yeah. so it, it the worst player beat the best and, and that was wild um mm-hmm. and the, as statistically uh, and then same thing with football. We're doing the Tornado Players Championship right now, which is a, a really cool lineal title. Every single week, whoever holds that title puts it up on the lo- puts that title on the line against whoever they're playing. Based so, on the regular season schedule. So right now we're doing a championship, a single elimination tournament to decide who wins that championship. And uh, once the, the bracket was, was created uh, through random.org, and once that came through, um, we, Brian and I went through and we were like, here's, here's who we think is going to win. And now that it's actually going on, we're like, oh, we were wrong about a lot we, of these we, picks. Yeah. We do not have the perfect bracket because it's, it's just, that's, and that's the thing is it's truly any given Sunday, anyone can win against anyone. Sometimes yeah. you could have an off day or someone else could have a really good day or uh-huh. EA could get involved. Uh, <laughs> any, any of those things, which is really fascinating. Uh, yeah. But that uh, that's really interesting to me about the difference between like a uh, uh, real life and like a real life game and a online game or a, a virtual game is that like the randomness that can be involved in an online game that physics isn't random in real life uh, mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, general physics go. Yeah. Um, so it's you're not going to get a lot of those weird glitchy things that can sometimes can change a game. Um, totally and it's wild for sure totally totally and the the funny thing is i was talking earlier about the community it's expanded because we have enough followers now on twitch that we've made affiliate yeah we have enough people now coming in tuning in watching games commenting on games and stuff that twitch has recognized us as, as an affiliate which means we can now take uh subscribers and and and, and donations and stuff so there's a market there and uh, I'm really proud of the entire organization and hats off to Meter for all his help with it because he's the one that came up with the, uh, the broadcasting side. I was more the let's put a league together side. And uh, when Meter and I kind of came together and formed what it is now, um, it totally changed the dynamic of everything. So, Well, here's the thing with that. I just wanted to hear myself talk over other people. So... <laughs> I'm like, hey, Brian, what if I just talked while people mm. played? And he's like, go for it. You yep. always try it out. Worst case scenario, it sucks and you don't do it anymore. Yep. Um, but he was gracious enough to let me keep doing it. So yep. it's no, been, it's a huge it's addition. And I'll tell you, I, uh, I've done a bit of commentary. I do more of the production now. I make sure that graphics appear when they're supposed to and everything is vo- volume balanced and this and that. I tried calling two games at once the other night. It was the Patriots and the Vikings, which was meter and kid style. And then it was my wife's uh, Susan and Wes with the Cowboys and Chargers. And I had to set up kind of like how our visual is actually it's identical to what our visual is right now. And uh, I tried to call both games at once. And that that's not an easy thing to do. That's solo? Really no, really not. Calling one game solo is brutal, let alone <laughs> calling two at the same time. Luckily, there was a time difference between you guys because your guys' game was a lot faster paced. Well, Kiv ate the entire third in one drive. Yeah. Yeah. 
because it's funny because you guys started after like because oh, you, wow. you had to restart yeah. so the game was let's say five minutes behind the dallas los yeah. angeles game but ended like 10 minutes before yeah the, uh, the other game so it was kind of cool but yeah no i mean we, we've tried out some different things and and uh yeah no it's it, it's it's a lot of fun and i my, my hat's off to the entire community for making that happen tpcsports.live go check mm-hmm. that out in, in the, the description and also check out more of us if you want because this podcast is ending we need a part two so hey next time part two of this podcast with Angel about sports and e-gaming and stuff like that sorry the audio is a little bit off uh, there was a corrupted file and I had to pull the live version of this which the quality is not as good on. So sorry about that. Audio quality will improve on the subsequent podcast. I mean, not the one with Landrill, but you know what I'm saying. All right, you guys have a great day and we need to talk.